All right, Get Real with Lisa Crown Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited. Uh, I've got my counterpart over here, uh, the SNL SNL team, right? That's what we call ourselves. Uh, Sam and I, we are doing this whole uh, creating the perfect partnership with sales and escrow. And I'm like, you know what? I really want to do a podcast on this. I really want to get the messaging out. We've got a shifting market. We had a crazy year. We're still migrating into another year that's a little bit up in the air. Uh, rates are jumping. You know, just different things are happening. So I thought, what better to get this messaging across than with my partner, my buddy, my wifey, Sam, Samay Reichel. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, yeah, we've been talking about this. We, we've had a, a couple of um, speaking engagements where we've talked together and talked about creating the perfect partnership. And we wanted to bring this out to everybody, to the masses on what this looks like, yeah. um, especially as we've gone through this crazy year and now have this shifting market is what does it look like for us to really focus on that partnership um, working together as a team and making sure that we are continuing to grow our business, continuing to get our referrals, continuing to take care of our clients. And um, as the market shifts, growing um, in a new direction of the resale, resale market. Yeah, I thought what better way to do that than I feel like I've got questions for you on the escrow side and you have questions for me on the sales side. We're going to jump right in and we're just going to alternate. So I'm going to start. Um, my first question to you are, what are three of the most important things when it comes to creating the perfect partnership between sales and escrow? Trust, clear communication, and mutual respect. Mm. 100%. Right? Can't, can't, can't do it without that. No. Um, okay, my question for you, as we're talking well, let me, about- Let me ask you something. I'm going to spin for just one second. Yeah. There's newer people that are like, how am I going to gain this trust with the escrow mm-hmm. officer? My thing right. is interview them and ask them questions. What's your thing? Yeah, I, I think the same thing is we have to establish a personal relationship. So yeah. interviewing them, um, we're going to talk a little bit about our huddles, right? Having huddle meetings once a week, really integrating and talking and making sure we're doing it on video so that we can get to know each other in person because we are not seeing each other every day in our normal setting. Uh, so it's important for us to build that relationship so that we can work together. Okay, you're it. Right. Awesome. Um, so last the last year with uh, the pandemic, it's been a year of change. And through this change, we've been constantly pivoting um, and and having to shift throughout the different uh, uh, the market and the pandemic and everything going on. So uh, my question is, is how has the role of a sales executive changed? What are the three most important practices they should have incorporated as a result of the changes? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is you are doing your business virtually, right? We, we do not have a green light yet that everybody just goes. And I think some people are trinkly trying to get back in it, but really adapting and understanding you're doing your job virtually. And when we do go back out and you can go back out in the world, there is still this virtual component. I think we really got a gem out of this thing ultimately is to how to revamp our business and work smarter, not harder is really kind of the piece. And how to do that is through time blocking. Time blocking has literally become the number one thing I've told people through this virtual sales that they've got to adapt, listen. They've got to write it down. They've got a victory swipe. They've got to put their set their timers on to make sure that they're spending a specific specific amount of time doing specific things, um, you know, to really get their business boundaries intact. You got to also, the second thing is um, 
revamping your relationship with escrow. For those branches that still do not have sales back in the offices, you have to revamp the expectations. I would get in front of each one of my escrow officers going, what do you need and want for me? How can I be of service? How can I help you? Like, how can we arrange this? So we have still that perfect partnership. So it's communicating and revamping the expectations there. Um, you're only letting me do three. Darn it. I've got tons. Uh, <laughs> this, is just, this is just me off the cuff is mindset, Sam. To mm -hmm. me, during a shift market, you got to get your mindset right and the message of the moment. And the message of the moment right now is low inventory. You know, rates are on the rise, low inventory. You, you have to create a shift um, in order to be able to serve your clients talk about the stuff that's relevant, that's going to spark interest with clients and with targets, but also getting your mind right. What podcasts are you listening to? What books are you listening to? Um, what are you doing as far as like a miracle morning and taking good care of yourself? So that really kind of encompasses it. Yeah, I love the mindset issue because I think that goes to, like you said, being relevant. That mindset and knowing what podcasts you're listening to, what books you're reading are going to help you with what you're sharing with your clients. And that's what's relevant on helping them build their business. A hundred percent. So you're, so next for you, Sam, sales has mentioned, they don't know how to help escrow. They, they, you know, either, I, I feel like it's one end of the spectrum, either sales are complaining that they're doing so many things. They feel like an escrow officer, or I've got the other spectrum of someone going, I ask them if they need anything. They're working 10, 12 hour, 13 hour days. They say they don't need anything. They say they're good right now, but I could tell they're not good. So, you know, how, how do we help them in a nice a, a balance? I think um, it goes back to making sure that we have clear communication. So when you're asking what you can help them with, be specific on what your offer looks like, right? Because when we're offering to just help, escrow is automatically going to be like, there's nothing you can help me with because you don't know the job. But maybe you have a day that you have two hours that you can go in the office and help them scan some documents. Maybe you have a day that you have an hour that you can help them with a signing if you happen to be a notary. Maybe you have a day that you've got an extra hour to help them with a really tough file that needs a call to title or underwriting or to someone that, you know, there's a checklist that you can help them with or that you need to be on hold at the IRS, right? So there's things that can be done, but we need to be specific and we need to be specific with what that time looks like. If you say... I can help you with signings. You're opening the door to being their sign mobile signer. And that's not where your time is used best, best or most wisely. Um, so we need to be specific about how much time you have, what you can do. Maybe it's opening the orders for the office or opening, uh, you know, 10 orders a day that that only takes maybe a half an hour. So figuring out how much extra time you have, what it looks like, and then be specific on the tasks that you can offer to assist with. Actually, that's really good advice about being specific. See, what happens is title executives call into targets and they go, hi, do you need anything or what's going on in your business? Or how can I help you with your business? See, it's better when you're proactive and say, hey, have you used HomeBot? Have you heard it back at you? Have you talked to Scott at Google My Business? When you're using specific things mm -hmm. to help them, you know, get to expand their business. It sounds so much better. Like right now you just dropped so many nuggets to so many sales executives across the country that just wrote down. I bet you anything. They just rewinded us. 
I bet you anything because I they needed to hear that because what they're doing is they keep saying to escrow, how can I help you? And they're right. so their heads in a blender. They're like, I, I don't know. Like you don't, <laughs> that's Absolutely. what I need. Right. Right. And that's exactly what it is. Their heads in a blender. They don't know until you are specific with it. And then what's important on this as well is that you follow through with the offer. Don't say oh. you're going to do it. Chill. Don't be specific. And then they call and you're like, oh, I'm really too busy today to do that. If you've got to make sure you know what you have time for in your schedule. And if that means you're working a nine hour day to help them with their 10 or 12 hour day, work the freaking nine hour day, right? They want, they want the help and the frustration for them right now is when they're working a 10 to 12 hour day and they see you at home and, and think you're not working because you're posting on Facebook at noon that you did your workout, please don't do that. Um, right. Like we yeah. got to make sure that they know what you're doing and that they know you're busy. So if you do say no, that you have a reason for it, but make sure you're following through on your offer. That is extremely important. Okay. Your turn. All right. My turn. Okay. Um, so the next thing I would say is, is ask is again, been a tough year with COVID, right? Most of our sales executives are not in the office daily, um, like they were prior to the pandemic. How can sales be present for escrow without physically being there? It's a great question. You know, we talk about this a lot in coaching. Uh, the thing that I coach about, preach about, talk about, keep people accountable about is doing that huddle. And the cool thing is, I know they're busy and crazy. What happens is sales is busy. Escrow's busy, very busy, um, but doing a Zoom huddle. And I say, keep it down. Honestly, 15, 20 minute check-in, don't flake on each other, show up with key components, like an agenda, know exactly what you're going to be talking about, put your timer on. And when it hits the 20 minutes, if you got through two things and not six things, you got to hang up. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, make sure you're balancing. If you've got six things divided by the 20 minutes, right. know your time that you get to talk about each thing. So you get, get everything out really is, is, is soaring in relationships under a pandemic. I've got to say the next thing I recommend people is the book. It's an end of the week check-in. I do it in coaching. I like to do check-ins also that you would send to your escrow officer, a bullet point. They're not reading paragraphs. You guys, I got news for you. Bullet point, mm -hmm. sure and sweet called, you know, 32 targets set eight appointments, teaching a class next week. I would love for us to do a video together <coughs> two minutes, I'll pop in. Um, so-and-so loved what you did on the fair street file, you know, get, get a nice clean bullet point, super sharp, sweet with a lot of love, a lot of gratitude, a lot of love, maybe put in motivational spiel at the bottom. The next thing is pulse. Um, at our firm, we do a lot in pulse. So putting in your notes, showing them how active and busy you are goes a long way. You can copy the EOs, right? Which, get, you know, ups the communication, ups the connection, which I like a big piece of that. And these are just a few things that create that integration. Then you're going to, the escrow office is going to feel a lot more present with sales and, and vice versa. You know, sales is going to feel a better connection with escrow. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, one of the things with the huddle that's important is that we make sure that we make that a priority, that we are each other's number one client. So same day, same time, don't bail on them because you got an opportunity to meet with somebody. If you're setting your schedule and you have a top producer that wants to meet with you at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday and that's your time to meet with your escrow officer, let them know you're available at 1030. 
That's important right. that we are specific and we stick. Yep. Time blocking, stick to that schedule. And the same thing for escrow. I know there's some escrow officers listening to the same thing for you. We have to commit to each other that that meeting is a priority because that is helping us build our relationship, build our partnership and build our business. You know what? I say it like this. It's non-negotiable. Like it's non-negotiable. sleeping, those are non-negotiable. Yeah. You can't be like, right. I'm not sleeping. I'm not going right. to for a few days. No, they're non-negotiable things in business too. It's a non-negotiable. You start creating a flaky kind of behavior, then you're going to be, you know, against the number one thing you said, Sam, at the get, which was trust. You start really hindering that. So you really want to show up and be a man or woman of your word that matters. Right. Yeah, I love that. Um, my question for you is what are some what are some pet peeves? I hope you have a list for us. I just want you mm. to bang out some pet peeves that eat that escrow officers feels like with sales. Like, what are some things that bug? EOs about sales executives and sales. Listen up. This is important. Uh, number one, number one complaint I hear is lack of follow-up and follow-through, right? I put a, I put a lead in pulse or I emailed a lead to my rep or I had a great closing with somebody and uh, talked to the client and was able to refer that client to, to my sales exec. And um, that they called and left a message and never followed through. And so a week later, two weeks later, a month later, hey, whatever happened to John Smith? Oh, yeah, I left, the, I left him a message. I never heard back. No, we don't do that. We mark our calendar. If you left him a message and you didn't hear back, then you need to call two days later. And if you still didn't hear back, you need to call another two days later and you need to continue to do that. And if you haven't heard from John Smith after four phone calls and get back with your EO and figure out how you can strategize to get to John Smith, because you already had an open door with that person. So, so lack of follow-up and follow-through is number one for sure. To me, it's more important about what you're doing with the EO in that involvement really than it is about John Smith, to be honest. <laughs> it's really about you showing your effort, your time, your energy, and how important that lead. And they selected you. Absolutely. Right. They gave you a lead. You better follow through. And it's not just the leads. It's everything else. Right. Whatever the follow up and follow through is on the help. Just like we talked about, if you're going to offer them for help, you better follow up and follow through on that. Right. Don't just don't have false promises. Don't have false offers. They want to make sure they know you're there and they trust you. And that relationship is crucial um, when we show them that we are going to follow up and follow through. Uh, next thing, other pet peeves, sharing only complaints and not compliments. There are a lot of compliments out there, you guys. And if you are talking to the clients, if you are asking them halfway through the escrow how your escrow team is doing, if you are checking at the end and see how your escrow team did, there are going to be a lot of compliments. Share that with your escrow teams. What's happening is the complaints come in and all they hear is complaint, complaint, complaint. So we want to make sure that we're getting the compliments to them as well. That's, that's the second thing I, I've got on there. Um, next thing is, oh my gosh, this one's huge, 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 huge. Allowing clients to set unreasonable expectations and not supporting escrow by setting proper expectations with oh, the client. Yeah. Right? Biggie, yeah. real biggie. We are, we've been in, in, in a very, not only busy market, but unprecedented where we've had to make some shifts and change expectations with clients so that escrow can get their job done. They are going on a year of going at being at a hundred miles an hour full time. And 
this is not humanly possible. It's possible to do it for two weeks, three weeks, maybe six, but we, we're on a year now. You've got a lot of people that are exhausted and we have got to set expectations with the client to let them know what our turn times are, what we're doing to close escrow. There's a way for us to do it nicely. There's a way for us to share with them what we're trying to do to make sure that we can close our escrows and get everything done correctly um, and make sure that the clients have a, a, a great transaction with us. But we need to set the expectations from the sales side at the beginning and we need to support escrow with setting the expectations so that we are not um, having same day closings and, and signings so that we're not allowing clients to say docs came in five minutes ago and you need to get them signed and prepped and ready in 30. Uh, so that that's another big one there. It's so, interesting. So you said full time. Uh, they're working 10, 12 hour days. What do you call that? Overtime? <laughs> it's there. They're on. I mean, literally overtime. I, I am coaching escrow officers that are in major exhaustion. This is this literally it's it it is been so tough on them and they've been working so hard to make sure that the clients are still getting good service. And at some point you, you're going to break and we've got to be able to prevent them from breaking. We have to support like them. A group hug right now. Right. Uh, we, we're, hugging, we're hugging them as much as we can and we're doing we're supporting them as much as we can and we've hired so many people to come in but there's there really is we there's a lack of, of people to even hire out there and we're doing everything we can to support our escrow teams through what's gone on I think it's important that in order for them to feel that and be able to work a normal life and, and, and hours is being able to make sure that that expectation is set with the client. And it's easy for us to do that from the beginning is just say, Hey, we just want to let you know the kind of market we're in. This is where we're at. We're asking that you try to get docs to us the day before we sign. Um, we're asking that we avoid same days if it's at all possible. We're really working to give you five-star service, but we're also making sure that we can get everything close that we have on our plate. Any other okay. FPs before we move on? No, I'm going to go to the next one. There's plenty more I can go through, but those are the big ones. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Next question I have for you is, okay, so we know, Lisa, we've been doing this for a really long time, both of us, is markets can change on a dime, right? We know the faucet turns on, it turns off in a minute. In the last couple of weeks, we have seen interest rates rise just a little bit, but that's had a big effect on our refi orders. Um, and we're probably going into what's going to be maybe a healthier sales market with a little bit more sales coming on. We'll see how that goes. But as we're changing the market, how can sales and escrow make sure that they're shifting with the market and not losing traction? Because as that market changes quickly and open orders change quickly, closed orders are going to follow that. How can we make sure that we're moving with it and not allowing too much time to go by? I sound like a broken record, but I'm totally okay with it. Number one thing that pops in my head is having a huddle meeting. You, you guys, like I said, you have to have an expectation because when the market shifts, you're going to think to yourself, oh shoot, you know, like, whoa, here we are. And we could have actually had a plan in place and been executing it this entire time, even on some busy time, because it's going to help fill that pipeline later as we create and see a shift. So the first thing is get your huddle meetings in. They're the non-negotiables. It could be weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. I know all branches have different things and you have several EOs, some of you uh, salespeople out there listening. So you just want to really get in cahoots. The second thing is once you're in cahoots, once you're clear, rather than demanding things on people, you're in cahoots and you have this 
clear expectation is you guys need a joint plan of action together. Sales and escrow creating that perfect partnership is together working a plan of action. Now sales does the majority of it, but escrow, as you weave in on some of these action steps, it goes a long way. It doesn't take a lot. Like if they want to do a quick interview or they want to do a picture of you and they want to, you know, get you on a marketing piece or the thank you letters or a class they're teaching, like any little bit, even you don't even have to stay the whole class, but like making appearance. I always say this, you never realize escrow officers, how famous you are, right? There's one of you and tons of agents out there. It's like you, you really do shine. And sometimes you need to take a break from the blender and come out and shine your light, you know? And so creating a plan of action once you get your expectations clear would be the route I would do on that. And then you have a system, you have a campaign, it goes in the time blocks, you plug it in, you execute, you get to the result and you have a full pipeline. Yeah, I love that. And the other thing I'm gonna I'm gonna add to that, um, I'm gonna add is knowing your numbers, right? Because here's what happens with escrow is their open orders may have gone down, but they're still feeling the crunching closing. And so they're still feeling busy. They may not have actually noticed that their open order count dropped by 30% or 40%. We gotta make sure that we are looking at that on a regular basis. So you know, immediately when things start to drop and we can shift what we're doing with all of the action steps that we're talking about. We have this sales goal sheet and the escrow goal sheet, right? Yeah, the yeah. escrow goal sheet that I gave out. And that is a game changer. It's one document, one mm, document that right. tells you what your numbers are. And it gives you this clear roadmap of what you need to be doing the next week. So it's like, it's, it's managed on the weekly. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. So if you don't have it, reach out to us so we can get it to you because it's a game changer. All Absolutely. right, Sam, you're next. Um, what is a fair action step to ask an EO to do? Because I do coach and train on action step and the plan that I just said, um, uh, answering your question. I get a lot of feedback back saying escrow is too busy. Escrow can't, they don't want to, they don't want to get on camera. They don't like the way they look. They don't like the way they feel they're in a bad mood or they're overworked. They don't want to, they don't have time. You know, a lot of the like, no, 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 no. Even when they'll do like an email, CC the escrow officer and beg them, just reply back something. They're feeling like they're not getting what they need. So what is a fair couple fair action steps to ask? I think um, this kind of goes back to the time blocking that we talked about earlier is time blocking some calls, right? That picking up the phone is, I'm going to tell you the most important thing an escrow officer can do, whether you get voicemail or not, right? Yeah, we've got, to, we've got to be able to communicate with people. What I've noticed in the last several years with escrow is they've become processors. They're sitting behind the computer, doing everything by email, not talking to people, not building relationships. And you cannot build a relationship without actually having conversations with human beings. So by picking up the phone and doing a couple of calls where we're going to talk about um, some, some calls in a few minutes that we can make, but that's important is picking up the phone. Um, also getting your team involved, right? Whether it's you and one team member or you and five team members is who's going to send emails out to the clients to give them updates because that goes back to communication. If we're communicating with a client, and setting that expectation, if we can do that just on our escrows, if we don't do anything else and we just work the current escrows that we have, you are going to take that, um, those, those non-directing orders that you have, and that's where we get business. They're gold. 
So that I think is, is important. Uh, another thing that we can do with escrow is getting them involved with maybe sending out some sort of a card to the client. So in coaching, we use these door knocker cards you can get on Amazon and they're cute. And we have these catchy little sayings that go in them and they go out every two weeks. It's something cute and different. Their name is signed on a card. Um, right. I love the text videos. I think that those are great. And I know I've got some EOs that are just petrified of being on a video. They're petrified of doing that. You can use um, some apps like PhotoGrid that you can create some cute little messaging on Facebook or Instagram. So find some apps that you can do something that's a little bit different and be creative with that if you're too scared to get on video. But video, man, I'm telling you again, it's human connection. You're going to, yep, it's game changer. So I would say get on video, do a quick video text. Um, that's easy, simple, do it with your sales exec. It can even just be, hey, this is who I am. I'm going to be handling your escrow for you. I'm looking forward to working with you. You can record it one time and send it out to everybody at the beginning. Thanks for your closing. Everything was great. Really appreciated working with you. Looking forward to working with you on the next one. Quick, easy. You know, it's a fun one too, is when you get the escrow team together, assistance, escrow and sales and go, we closed. Yay! Right. Exactly. Three seconds. And you don't even have to say anything because there are, uh, you know, overlays and apps that can add uh, confetti and glitter and making things look a little bit more fun. So just get a little bit more creative with what you're doing and get your teams involved. So you're not the first, the only person on the video that's going to make you feel more comfortable. Okay. You're All right. Great. All right. My turn. Next one. Um, most of our, we talked about this. Most of our escrow staff have been working 10 to 12 hour days to accommodate a busy market, close their escrows. How can sales help escrow set expectations with clients so escrows can still close, clients are still going to receive five-star service, and allow our escrow teams to get back to working as regular hours as possible? You know, I get these types of questions asked all the time. For example, like, Lisa, how do I get people to write me in when they're representing a buyer? My thing is you have to get a messaging out. There's this campaign you're doing right now for there to be client expectations. And you do that by talking to them. I liked how you said that, Sam, the whole thing where you asked the three questions, what were that in the middle? And then at the end or at the beginning, the middle, there's these three questions that you're teaching your people how to ask them. Go ahead, share it. I love that. Okay. So in the, the beginning of the escrow, we actually have, and I've got scripts for this if anybody needs them. We have a letter that goes out letting people know that we are in an unprecedented market and what's going on during the COVID and asking that they give us 24 to 48 hours for docs, asking that we're not doing same day signing and funding and recording. Um, so we're asking for them to help us out that we're setting that expectation from the very beginning. Um, and then halfway through the escrow, we have a closing soon email that goes out. And I recommend sales get on board with doing a call at the same time on halfway through and check in. How, um, letting From an escrow perspective, we're getting ready to close. Here's where we're at. This is what we're waiting for. Um, and, and, in a, and making sure that the clients are in town for signing, right? Going, We have a checklist that goes with that closing soon email. And I've got a script for that. And then Finally, to make sure that they also know again, hey, just letting you know again, due to the market, we're asking that we don't have any same-day signing funding recording. So we're telling them several times. So when we get down to closing and they say, oh, my God, they just have to sign right now, right? We're like, oh, my gosh, remember we talked about this. And so we've got five sets of docs in front of you. And the earliest that we would be able to do that would be tomorrow. So by being able to do that and do the upfronts, that is crucial 
to setting the expectation of what we're able to do. What I tell my escrow officers is you have not earned the right to say no at the end when you have not set the expectation throughout your escrow. There you if go. You did, I like that. Right? If you don't set the expectation, you don't get to say no. So everyone needs to work together, sales and escrow on setting the expectation so that when we get down to closing, we are able to say no nicely. So I can hear right now salespeople saying to me, coach, yeah, but go ahead and try to say that to some big top agent producers and they're going to go, you know what? First American do it. ABC title can do it. You know, um, great title could do it. You know, you, you're going to get that feedback from people that other title companies can do it. Um, which isn't true. Like, isn't always true, right? They're inundated too. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that is really crucial. Um, people say that to me in other arenas also, like they're going to say so-and-so can do it better. When I, I was out, when I was a sales executive a hundred years ago, but when I was out, I was out for four months. I was very ill and had a major surgery. And I, I remember I had one person in my whole database that said, I understand you're out. I, I need to get these, you know, these docs or I need to get whatever it was that you need. I don't remember. And, you know, it really hit me like uh, these were unprecedented times at the time. And the truth of the matter was that wasn't a right match client for me as much as he did a lot of business. And I let 60 deals go a year at the end of the day, that is not the type of person I would do business with. Everybody else was like, I'll deal with your assistant. I'll deal with your team. We're good. Don't worry. Literally all but one. And for me to let that relationship go, it was pretty powerful. So I'm not saying let people go when you can't get the expectation, right? I'm saying you have to communicate through these things, but there might be a circumstance where you can't accommodate their high needed expectations in this, you know, crazy world that yeah. we're in. I think that's really important, Lisa, because I, same thing, I was a sales executive 100 years ago too, but I did the same thing. And I did also call people on that. And I encourage that. I encourage, we, we have to drive our bus, right? When we're driving the bus to our escrows, we are the third neutral party. We are in charge of the escrow. It is not anyone else's job to tell us how to do our job. And we need to be confident enough to be able to tell people if you feel that that we are not providing you with five-star service and you feel you need to walk away and go somewhere else, I'm sorry that you feel that way. We've done a great job for you for the last two years, five years, but if that's what you feel, then I guess that's what you're going to need to do. We've got to be confident enough to be able to, to call them on their bluff let them go over to First American. Let them go over to Great Title. Got you to give you grapes with your closing at Great Title. It's <laughs> <And some> cheese. <laughs> um, so let, let them go. Let them go experience that this is going on everywhere, you guys. Everybody has got this going on and everyone's busy. And if you lose someone who's threatening you and they walk away, let them go. We've got to be confident enough to do that. And I know that's hard to say. And I know that we have managers that are like, oh my God, you can't do that. We can't. But what's do the alternative? It. You're going to support that and go pound on an escrow officer who's going to quit or, you know, have heart issues or have such anxiety they can't get back to work tomorrow. So then the rest yeah. of your 40 escrows, 60 escrows can't even get closed because that just went down. You know what I mean? What, how far do you push it till it's too much? I think it was two weeks in last year that was too much. And here we are one mm -hmm. year later. Right. Like, and we're still doing it. Well, right. They're, they're, when they're demand, when they're so demanding and they're taking up so much time from your escrow officer, and we've got such high maintenance people, we can go bring in one or two or three more clients that are going to make more money than that one that we were, because we're not making money when we have high maintenance people, because we're constantly on demand. We're constantly being pulled off track. 
the money's not there. It's not worth the time, the energy, or the, the money. So I say we've got to be confident enough to let them go. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I want you to give us like, um, cause we're, I know we're running out of time here, but I wanted to, um, you do a thing called fast 15. And I always tell people, um, you know, you've really got to get your hands on that thing. It's a great tool for escrow officers. Can you give us like a dangling the carrot teaser about your fast? 15? Yeah, totally. So I have a worksheet called the fast 15. Anyone's welcome to it. We use it in coaching. All of our escrow officers are required to do it. It's a time block. It goes back to time blocking your day, 15 minutes a day to make calls on your existing escrows to make sure that we are communicating. It helps us to be proactive versus reactive. It helps us to communicate and build relationships with clients. And we bring in business from doing this. So at the very beginning of the escrow, we're calling out to the non-directing agent. We're calling out to the lender. We're calling out to buyers and sellers. We're welcoming them to our escrow. There's an email that goes in tandem with this. So we're letting them know this is a quick call just to say thank you, just to welcome you. You ask a couple of questions. And then the email goes out and has all of the information that is needed to communicate what's going on. Uh, We call um, if there's any red flags on title, we got to call, make a phone call and make sure you're following up. I always let our escrow officers know, right? Your agents are getting just as many emails as you are. They're getting 100 emails a day too. And when you're emailing them, it's going to get lost. They're in the field. They're out showing property. They're working on their job. They're not looking at their email all day. And they're going to miss something for four days, five days. And then you're emailing them a second time, a third time, a fourth fourth time. Pick up the freaking phone and call and leave them a voicemail and say, check your email because we need to get this. We need some things taken care of so that we can close escrow on time. And then halfway through, right? So we call it a 12-day check-in. 12 days prior to close, it's a closing student email. It's a closing student call. This is where we're at. This is what we need. It gives the escrow officer the ability to see what they need in their file. It helps them to be proactive so that they can do everything and close on time and not have any fires at the end, which take up so much time when we have fires. Uh, And then it gives us the ability, again, to reach out and make sure that we're communicating where we're at and then calls at the end to say thank you. We should always be calling and saying thank you. We would love to work with you again. Can my sales executive get in contact with you and share some great strategies on how we can help you build your business? So there's some crucial calls. There's a few others in there that we can add, but the basics are 15 minutes a day, making your calls, marking your calendar and knowing exactly what you need to do to stay on track so that you're not going to be wasting your time. And I'm telling you, these calls, that 15 minutes that an escrow officer spends a day is going to save two hours on the back end with not having to be putting out fires and having things pop up that they didn't realize were going on. Your turn. Okay, my turn. Uh, (laughs) Let's see here. Okay, so last question. Um, The stress of escrow can be great. How can sales help alleviate stress on our escrow teams and help them feel like sales is in it with them? Such a great, I love you use the word stress. You know, anybody in real estate has been very stressed. You know what? It doesn't matter. The lenders have been incredibly busy. God, love on your lenders, you guys. Escrow, incredibly busy. Sales, agents, they have had to modify and morph and change and tweak. And it's been such a challenge. That's also created so so much, you know, inventory and business and success. And there's been a lot of positive. First and foremost is 
I would encourage your escrow officers to write down maybe all their blessings in the past year to really identify the things that they got as a takeaway. Um, you know, aside from the stress, like what did you take out? What did you, you know, what, what got better, what improved, what, what not. So I would encourage them to have a list. I would encourage them to get something in their ear, maybe on the way to work when they're leaving, maybe when they're doing their exercise, um, you know, that they're listening to a podcast or a really powerful audible book that, you know, will relax them meditation. I would highly recommend that you keep your escrow officers accountable. Maybe you do something like in the morning, pick a time that you both do it, text each other about to get on. I'm going to get on and then do it. Or you do it when you can do it, but text each other when you got it done. So accountability with a meditation piece, maybe there's accountability with, Hey, we have to spend 10 minutes going outside and appreciating nature. And like, hey, this is, I saw the birds singing in the trees. I was watching flowers in their, you know, state of bloom. I saw the trees blowing in the wind. Like give a little bit of like some relaxation, you know, conversations between each other. Accountability is really important when you get to help somebody alleviate the stress. And the other thing kind of reverts back to us talking about how can we be of service? How can we, instead of saying, how can I help you today saying, do you need me to file some papers? Can I make that call to the IRS and hold on the phone for you? Because I know you're dealing with that on this file. You can alleviate stress because you pop in when it's convenient for you. You time block for this. I'm not saying do every signing and I'm not saying be on the call to every IRS and all that. I'm saying when you do these little things along the way, you're actually helping to relieve some of that stress. Right. I love that. I love that. I think that's showing them that they're available and that they can help and that they're in it. Um, that's important for your escrow officer to know that you're there too. And again, I'm going to go back to one of the things I said earlier, um, being cautious on social media that you're not posting things in the middle of the day about workouts or taking your dog for a walk. We all know that you're more flexible when you're working from home and that's totally fine. If you're going to do your workout at noon, great. We're really glad you're getting your workout in, but please don't post it on social media until after five o'clock because your escrow officers will see that. And that is not what we it just, want. It, it, it creates more, um, right. just more frustration on there too. And we don't want to do that. So I appreciate you adding that in there. I'm going to wrap up our last question that we have. I'm going to ask this to both of us. One is Sam, what advice do you have for escrow officers? And Lisa, what advice do you have for sales? So Sam, what advice do you have for escrow officers? Uh, number one is be open to change. Uh, we got to, sometimes we got to make some shifts and nothing changes if nothing changes. Delegate and trust your team and processing units. You cannot do everything yourself. You will work 10 to 12 hours a day if you're not delegating. If you're not using your processing units, if you're not taking advantage of the extra help that you have, take advantage of all of that and trust and know what's going to get done. And even if a mistake is made, fix it. Don't complain. Don't say that they suck. Just it's going to take you two minutes to fix it and 20 minutes to do it. So take, take the 20 minutes and get that back on your day. Um, remember that you're in a customer service industry. Your business is about repeat business and referrals and you're dependent on, it's dependent on the service that you provide. We may be busy. We may be tired. We may be frustrated, but that does not give us the right to be cranky with people, to be mean to them, to have them expect that, that they should understand how busy you are. They don't. The people that you're working with, especially your principals are doing one, two, three, uh, real estate transactions in their lifetime. 
you need to be nice to them, right? We've got to make sure that we always treat them like we would want to be treated. And I think that that's more important than anything else is that we recognize and remember that, again, business changes on a dime and we're already seeing a shift in the market. If you are working a busy refi desk and you haven't been building your resales, that's going to go away. We have to also be building in other areas. And by being nice to people and communicating and doing things like the past 15, that's going to give you the opportunity to grow, to communicate and to have relationships. Love that. That was really good. I hope salespeople, you're listening, you definitely share this with your escrow officers because there's some really good nuggets that Sam gives us today. Thank you for that. That was awesome. So my advice, if you're in sales, first and foremost, and I said this earlier, but I'm going to say it again, because I can't get you to forget this. And I don't want it to be a word that like sits in the head and then like launches out later. Time blocking is your very bestest friend on the planet. You need a time block every single day. And what I do with my victory swipe is when you're done, done and done, you give it a swipe right on your day plan. And then if you have a to-do list, list of tasks, which is powerful, you victory swipe done, done, and done, which is the object of the game. Next, we talked about mindset, but I do want to throw that in. It is my advice. If you're not feeling good, if you feel really down or you've been feeling overwhelmed or stressed out or whatever, you're not working enough on your mind, body, and soul. You're not doing a, a you know, a triple kind of action on yourself there. So I do encourage you to work on yourself and take good care of yourself and do what's needed, whatever that means. You know, some people have gotten therapists or, you know, just different things that they've needed through a little bit of a, a lot of bit of a challenging time. Um, so work on that mindset. Next, I want you to learn your tools. You've had a little bit of more gaps in times. You guys, you're not driving as much. You're not getting out, getting ready. You know, you're not always having to get ready every single day, different things like that. So you've actually added in a little bit more time, make sure it's being used for revenue generating activity. The more you feel confident about your tools, the better you are going to be when you make your calls, when you go on your one-on-ones, when you do your follow-ups, when you're teaching classes. So learn your tools. I'm not saying being an expert on them, but I'm saying get confident with them. Next thing is log and pulse. If it's at your branch and they are encouraging and enforcing it, I need you to get better and stronger where you time block for your pulse activity and that you get it in there and definitely encompass your escrow officers um, there as well. WTF, not what you think. It's work that follow-up. Work that follow-up. I did a podcast on that. You got to go listen to it. But you should have a follow-up system in place. If you don't, I have one for you. The reality is when you're on top of these people and you're working them religiously in any facet of your business, that's the ones that win. Do you know that fortune is in the follow-up? That was a Colin Rowe line that he gave me. So thank you for that. Um, Don't get caught up with people. There's going to be people have challenges with escrow. There's going to be a lot that don't. And I just want to tell you, Don't let that swarm and storm and create yourself into like drama and a conversation. And I don't want to bring in more people because escrow is so busy and this and that, but we've hired you to bring in more people. The reality is the internal team is working it out. You've got the best escrow officers, assistants, you have payoff departments, title units, managers, sales managers, branch managers. They're all very professional people that know when they need to add in bodies or tweak things. You are in sales. So salespeople do your job, bring in the people, just make sure you're communicating to which desk can handle it. And the reality is keep plugging away. And the bottom line, of course, I have to close, you know, coach, you know, I'm going to say this. And that is you need a prospect like a ninja. Okay. I love how Sam brought up, pick up the phone, pick up the phone. How are you going to develop just sending those emails? And if you're an old school sales executive that just sends out the emails only and all that you are missing. Doesn't work. Yep. Won't work. 
It can't be one dimensional. You've got to get out there, pick up the phone. It'll change your life. Everybody who started up with doing the power hour. So power hour is the bare ass minimum. In my opinion, if you're a sales executive every single day, if you want to double your business or increase it, I'm saying a power two hours, you could do one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Anyways, that's our sum up for today. This is what we wanted to say about the creating the perfect partnership. Part of it is, see, we put our worlds together right now. I'm sales, Sam is escrow. We're on here picking each other's brains, asking questions, communicating through for us both to see both sides, understand how we can bring it all together for the greater good for more orders. Sam, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your time. You're dropping nuggets in your words of wisdom, my friend. Awesome. This was great. You know, and I think that we have worked on developing the perfect partnership over the last six years that we've worked together because we're constantly communicating, constantly idea sharing, constantly talking about how we can make things better. And we are proof that it works. Um, You got to stick to it. You got to talk about it. You got to be clear and concise with your communication. So go make it happen. Uh, If you are interested in coaching, you can find out more about sales coaching by visiting lisacrown.com or eliteescrowcoaching.com. We've got lots of great programs out there to help everybody in group coaching, one-on-one coaching. Uh, And so we're here for you to help you make things better. And uh, thanks so much, Lisa, for having me. You betcha. Thank you so much, Sam.